This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. Doing a little research in today's episode. I didn't realize this happened, but the last DA race that got um, Chesa Boudin elected was the first time in 110 years that they had an election without an incumbent DA running. Just a little interesting fact I learned about that. I came across this article written by the current San Francisco District Attorney, Chesa Boudin, and uh, he said, we're blaming the wrong things for San Francisco retail theft. San Francisco has been in the spotlight recently because a lot of um, added security for like Walgreens, CVS, a lot of smash and grabs happening. There was a very coordinated attack or uh, theft in Union Square, which I think is probably what prompted this. Uh, but basically, he's saying that it's it's not my fault. And that's what I got from this. Anyway, I don't necessarily want to get too much into San Francisco politics. But the more we've done this show, I realize Chesa seems to think that there's like a or people in general think there's a magic bullet or one sort of policy that will fix this. But People have different reasons for not committing crimes. Like some is like you have a fear of jail. Some people have a situation where jail is a lateral move or, or an improvement. So, I mean, do you have any thoughts on what, what's been going on in the city that you live in? Well, <clears throat> I think one of the things that I've learned from doing this show over the last year, and it came from the Dr. Seuss cancel culture thing, mm-hmm. where the Republicans were getting up in arms about like, yeah, they're canceling Dr. Seuss. I can't believe it. But it was actually Dr. Seuss canceling himself. Like Dr. Seuss's company was saying, hey, we're going to remove some of the maybe not politically correct books on their own. But the yeah. press blew it out of proportion. So I feel like this crime story in San Francisco gets blown out of proportion because news stations latch onto, oh, this is the hot topic and we can get a lot of licks because we can, if we play, like, for instance, the coordinated attacks at Macy's downtown. Or the fact that the, everybody's walking out of Walgreens with unlimited free stuff. That's not the case, but news stations are running with it. Yeah, I don't know how often it happens, but like there are, again, again like you can't set policy because of outlier things. Like, sure, the, the it was a bunch of th- things in Union Square. I forget where it was, but like I made a list of like different things. Like there's outliers, people who literally have no other option and they steal food because they have to eat. There's sociopaths who like, it doesn't matter what policies you have, they're going to do it anyway. There's organized crime, which I think is a lot of people are pinning this to them. And then there's also outliers of privileged people that do it for sport, which like all those people have different reasons to do it and to not do it. And so whether you're being prosecuted or not, like, I, I don't know, like, the, the the sexy headline is we're not prosecuting these thefts. And so they, people are saying that's why it's happening. You know, it's so funny too, like the national narrative, right? San Francisco's so progressive. They're so hippies. Like they're so like, they just, and so you get a progressive DA and who wants to change how crimes get prosecuted, change the sort of culture. And then let's recall the guy. Let's recall him. So San Francisco's not as progressive as the country thinks. Is he being recalled? Well, they're trying to. I feel like that's the new world order for whoever is the opposing party is going to always have a groundswell to try to recall. recall. It is interesting, though, like 
when you look at specific cases and you don't look at the the broader picture like i don't know why this happened but the san francisco da decided to leave and now is the los angeles county da kind of crazy right it's so weird how that happened but i volunteer with an organization that has two felony like two felony cases that they're trying to get people in trouble for without getting into too much detail and the la county da gascon is not prosecuting these one's a few a little bit less than ten thousand dollars one's a hundred thousand dollar like crime against this organization and they and so like when you see that you're frustrated you're like what are you going to do but again like i don't think one specific policy is going to change how everyone reacts to it so i guess everyone has different reasons for committing or not committing for what everyone has different reasons for whatever actions they have if you talk to anybody that's really serious about crime and social justice and changing the system they will all say it's all about choosing the right prosecutors in a district attorneys because the prosecutors are the ones that decide what cases to take and those guys are deciding on what cases to take because they're just the cases they think they can win and the cases that get a lot of attention and they get a lot of buzz so that they become the mayor so right. it's all about prosecutors and the cases they want to take. So when they don't take one, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, because they want to help their win percentage, right? Exactly. Like if you are a county DA for a large city and you want to, yeah, like you said, you want to be the mayor, you want to be governor at one point, you have to have a, a record that you can go back and point to that says, oh, look what I did for you guys. So I don't know. There's also like, I was thinking more globally, the that like Singapore is more of an extreme example. Like we could say, if you steal a, I don't know Singapore's rules, but let's play along. If you steal a pack of gum, you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. We're going to have less crime because less people are going to be on the street. But that, that changes the dynamic of how you feel about the government. It changes on where tax money has to go to, to pay, to incarcerate people. So like there is a sliding scale of how much, balance you want to have between law enforcement and public freedom and that was kind of really giuliani's way to clean up um times square in new york like there was zero crimes you if you cross this jaywalk you were going to get arrested if you dropped mm -hmm. a piece of trash you so his theory was that like if you let the tiniest of crime come the biggest crime will happen so then nothing and so i don't know that seems a little draconian in these days but there is a little idea if someone tags a wall how little or small then more people would be willing to tag a wall. So I understand the theory. Right. I, I don't, I went to New York in the eighties and I don't really remember what it was like, but I would, I'd be interested to talk to someone that's lived in New York for 30, 40 years and saying, was that a success? Like was, was the trade-off worth it? I, I mean, some people would say yes. And some people would say, no, I don't think in the culture that we live in today that that could be implemented, but, um, I don't know. I'm not into law. I'm not in law enforcement. So I don't know what the answer is. But I think the thing that sparked me when I read this was like, we're at, we're blaming the wrong thing. And it's like, there's not one solution. You can't say this policy will fix people. So what I feel like you're saying is if you don't like what's going on, you should immediately recall whoever you think is in charge. <laughs> if I do well, I have that right? If they're not a member of your party that you're registered for, then yes, that's <laughs> paperwork should be filed the moment that, oh. that your guy or your um, candidate concedes. One more note. My brother thinks that uh, 
the Singapore could be a utopia because gum is illegal there. And uh, he hates gum. So there you go. Yeah, because they don't want people to step in gum, so they made it illegal. It's still like to this day you cannot chew gum in Singapore? I haven't been there recently, so I don't know. Also, I remember they had a thing that they would put cars are outfitted with like a a light on top. And if you go over the speed limit, it starts flashing. And so people know you're speeding, (laughs) which like in theory is a good thing. But I rarely go the speed limit. So that would be bad for me. You would have lots of flashing lights. I would. Well, if you want to go to Singapore with us, please reach out. I'm trying a new outro. I'm Andrew for the Gum Chewing Guy. Thanks for stopping by.